Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Um, Ash. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever, like play games when you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> like and then you're on there for so long that like your butt falls asleep and then you're like oh i should get off the toilet i've been on here too long but then you've been on so long that you forget what you did so then you have to look in the toilet bowl to Absolutely see what you not. accomplished no to see what action is required no <laughs> never play games yes forget no <laughs> me neither <laughs> <laughs> talking about this stuff like I want to be funny and like laugh with you but like I'm cringing inside <laughs> I did that this morning I was like wait what just how long have I been here like what's my name anyways hello hello everyone and welcome back to unsolicited advice I'm Ashley I'm Terry and we uh love advising you guys that's what this podcast is about mm-hmm. and you guys trust us yeah you guys trust us that I think um you know, speaks for itself. Yeah. And we don't take it lightly. Mm-mm. We take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, this podcast, we are basically driven by mm-hmm. our listeners. Mm-hmm. You guys write in, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what qualifies us, Ash? Nothing. Nothing. Except my, are we qualified? No. Ash, I'm kind of, <laughs> I have a minor in counseling. She, so. she, I'm going to just, a I'm minor qualification. taping my, um, you know how like minor, my diploma, diploma. <laughs> behind, like if you're watching the YouTube video in the white space, right in between in the us. wall, I'm just, just so you know, you know how doctors have it, like yes. all their credentials. I'm going to be like, you'll have to zoom in. Cause it's like small, like minor, <laughs> minor. I just, went, I just went to the dentist on Monday and, uh, got four cavities filled Ouch. and my jaw was like numb for half the day. And, um, I, I walked into the office and I didn't realize how, um, accomplished this dentist was. I walked in and she had her all, all of her degrees Mm -hmm. and her face in all these magazines. And I was like, I didn't know I was in the presence of a celebrity. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like what's going on? But it's like, she was letting everyone know, you know, well, it has to be frustrating to like, like there's probably dentist awards or accomplishments mm-hmm. that I would have no idea no what idea. that means. Mm-mm. And I've had it like with certain things, like I'll come home and tell you guys about my day and you're uh-huh. like, oh, that's cool. But I'm like, no, but it's, it's a you big get deal. It. I just did this. So I get it. Like yeah. you have to like put up stuff to be like, you might not know what this award means, but like, just yes. know I got one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just know it's an award. Just know I'm a big deal. And I deserved it. Yeah. We're all big deals. Everyone pat yourself on the back. <laughs> We got through I always last tell year. my preschoolers, give your brain a kiss and you kiss your brain. Oh, Because you were smart. That's you know? clever. Any hoozle. Um, hoozle? I don't know. Uh, Ash, guess what? what? <laughs> I have a tearing it up. No, I have a tearing it up. No, I do. I, when was the last time you brought a tearing it up? Never. That's why it's a this big deal. This has slowly become my thing. It's my <laughs> namesake. What do we do? Uh, do you want to rock, rock, paper, scissors for it? Ready to go. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. 
Damn, rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Yes. Oh, ow, your ring. I'm so sorry. Well, I lost everyone. I did it way too aggressively. I did. I was too predict. I can't talk. Predictable. I should have like you went in order. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, fine. Dang it. Okay, but I have next week. Okay, that's I'm fine. letting everyone know. That's fine. I'll take okay. a break. I'll relax next week. Cool. Cool. Uh, cool. Um, if you guys don't know what the Turn It Up segment is, this is our fun segment where you guys send in funny stories. Um, my friend Taryn over here is um, notorious for being a klutz and oh. having awkward situations happen to her. <gasps> Wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. We oh, have no, a two-part. No, 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 I have no. a two-part Turn It Up for you guys. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just like give you guys a little teaser. I witnessed a tearing it up in real life by was, Taryn Renee herself. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and I'm going to let Taryn tell you after I tell you my tearing it up. Oh, T. Okay. Sure. Twofer. A twofer. This one she is said, so funny. She guys. said, I'm going to dangle the carrot. Yeah. You're going to get excited because it's Taryn Renee herself, but yeah. I, I have to get this one out of the way. I'm okay. not going to read the title because it tells well, it you the entire story, okay, okay. but um, let's get into it. Dear Ashley and Taryn, hi, you can absolutely use my name. It's Brie. I hope y'all are doing well. I've been binging your pod and I finished the October series yesterday. Ooh. Ooh, girl. I wonder if it's the first October series or if it's the second October series. If it's the first one, don't worry, there's more. If it's the second one, I understand the depression you're about to go through. (laughs) It's too good. And finishing a show, depression, it's the worst. Um, Especially, you know, both times that we finished October series, me and Taryn had a sit down moment where we were like, should we change our entire podcast? No, honestly, uh-huh. like we legit debated it. Yeah. We were like, maybe every time it comes around and I say every time it's happened twice, but like we're one, we're so excited. And then when it ends, we're both slightly just like, oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but I feel like the market for that is mm-hmm. so saturated. It, like it, there's, there's so, so many just like girls talking about murder and like scariness. Oh my God. I saw the so, funniest meme or maybe I bet yeah. you sent we, it to yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Uh, we should, <laughs> we should post it because it was like something like if I die, I want two white girls sitting in a room to be the ones <laughs> investigate the murder and solve it (laughs) i was like that is so spot on to the true crime podcast genre you know it's just how it is anyways I'm going to continue. Uh, so we'll good. post that for you guys also Proof guys it. me and ash had a meeting and we decided we're gonna yep <laughs> we had a uh, top of the year 2021 meeting where we we decided Hello. we're gonna step it up we're gonna take this podcast seriously we're gonna try harder we're gonna do better oh. basically this whole quarantine i think me and taryn were like cool we get a break <laughs> No, and it's not okay. You know what I thought? You know what made me okay? One of our massive failures in life is our proof it's right. Yeah. Like we we just go into every episode like these little just like bright-eyed, bushy tail. Like yeah. we're just like, oh, oh, we're gonna start posting what we talk about and it's gonna be called proof it. And it's a great <laughs> idea. But then we don't post anything. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, because the other day I was listening to Crime Junkie. And they said like, this will be on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to see this person's face. So I went and then I had this thought like, how many times do we piss off people who are like, oh, I'm going to go see what they're talking about. And nothing is there. I've done it in my videos so many times and I've been called out multiple times and rightfully so where I've been like, oh, I'll have this linked below. 
and I won't link Nothing. it. And the comments will be like, where is it? And exploding. Like, even, and, yeah. and then I even saw a comment recently that was like, she never posts it in her description. And I was like, <laughs> dang, they're right. Called out. Uh, so all this to say, we had a meeting. Um, we're enlisting help too, to get organized. We're trying harder. But I just wrote in my notes, <laughs> meme for girls solving, solving uh, crimes. So yes. I can make sure we post it. Uh, we're getting it together. We're on top of it. Five years later. Continuing from our tangent back to the tearing it up. She finished our Oct- October series yesterday. Let's just say I tore apart my closet looking for the nightlight I used when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, today I finished the episode, quote, I think I'm cheating on my boyfriend without even knowing it. And the tearing it up about her knocking the girl unconscious reminded me of my own softball tearing it up. Uh I had completely blocked this out of my memory up until now, and I'm still completely mortified. Anyways, let's get into it. I'll set the stage. I live in Texas, so during softball season, it's freaking hot. Bathrooms at softball parks are always disgusting, especially when it's hot, so I always try to avoid going there whenever possible. I had an early game, so I forgot to pack a cooler with food for the day. Softball tournaments are an all-weekend thing for me, and usually you're at the ballpark for 10 or more hours a day on weekends during the season, so we pack a lot of food. But, you know, that specific type of gross concession food that makes your stomach hurt just enough to regret eating it? Yeah, I had one of those hot dogs. (laughs) They're so good, though, but it's like instant regret. I'll be sitting there with Taryn eating it, and after my last bite, like the very like next five (laughs) seconds, I'll be like, my my stomach stomach hurts. hurts. (laughs) (laughs) That was a mistake. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I'm funny. What? I'm funny? I'm funny. (laughs) I knew it wasn't the best choice, but I was all caps hungry and we had a game in like an hour. I scarfed down the hot dog and went to warm up for my game. As the game started, I realized that I recognized the home plate umpire. This wasn't that uncommon for me because I was in junior high at the time and there was a lot of kids umpiring as summer jobs, but... This was a guy I had been crushing on hard. Oh, no. I'm a catcher. So at first, I was excited because I realized I could talk to him for for a good portion of the game. Yeah. Well, remember that hot dog? Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't really sitting well with me, and I'm just going to say it. I had to poop. Oh, no. I obviously couldn't go to the bathroom because my game was just starting, and I didn't want to anyways because the bathrooms were so gross. The game started and my team was a home team, so we took the field. At first, everything was going great with my crush. We were talking and everything felt fun, especially because I didn't have to focus on talking for to him, which I totally get. Like yeah. having something to do makes it easier to talk to them nonchalantly. A little bit later, there was a girl on first base and she was one of the fastest girls on their team. So it was pretty obvious that I was going to have to throw down to get her out. A regular catcher's squad is kind of, squat, she meant to say squat, sorry Mark. A regular catcher squat is kind of with your butt close to your heels, but when there's a runner on base and you know you're going to have to try to throw someone out, you kind of raise your butt up a yep. little bit so that you can make your th- a throw faster. I'm sure you can guess what happened next. My crush was standing right behind me, his face very, very close to my butt as I rose it up. <laughs> I let out a very all caps loud fart rip right into his face as I threw down to second base. Please tell me she out loud at least got them out. (laughs) 
<laughs> she puts it was loud and it stunk oh honey there was obviously no playing this one off so i tried to laugh it to, sorry mark i can't you can leave that in that was funny so i tried to laugh it off and said hot dogs am i right <laughs> That's so good. He just stared at me and wrinkled his nose while doing that little laugh thing that people do when they don't know how to react to something. I felt a little part of me die inside that day and hopefully some hot dog died with it because I'm mad at that hot dog. Because I was involved in that play, a lot of people in the bleachers were looking at me and they definitely saw exactly what happened. Needless to say, I will never eat a hot dog before a game again. I guess I should say there's a positive to this whole story though because I figured out that this guy was not the one for me. (laughs) And now I have a funny story to write in for you guys. I'm still so embarrassed by this, but hopefully everyone can have a good laugh. I love you all so much. And I hope you can get to my email. So much love, Brie. Oh man, that's good. That is one of the best tearing it up I've heard in a while. It's titled, I farted in his face. (laughs) Tearing it up. I can't breathe. That was so funny. I read the whole thing and I was like, this has got to be our next one because it was just so funny. And Uh, also Taryn is softballed before I did for a second. (laughs) And uh, I thought it was relatable. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) thank you for sending him the tearing it up. Guys, if you have a tearing it up that you've been sitting on, if you have a funny, awkward, embarrassing story, please send it in because Mm -hmm. we all need a good laugh these days. Yes. Now, Taryn. Yes. Recently, a couple uh-huh. of days ago, uh-huh. you had your own turn it I up did. that I witnessed, guys. We have video, not proof of the actual incident, but seconds after it happened, you I know, started recording because that's what I do. <laughs> it, Best. You know, I mean, you've been around a few of my tearing it ups, mm-hmm. but that's, that's, it was, it was a bad one. I basically fell out of Ashley's car. <laughs> I but, <laughs> wait can I there's so much more that I well, need to I'm, say I'm just getting into Let it me, can I paint the picture first no yes we were going to get coffee we were in my car I was in the driver's seat Taryn was in the passenger seat this is one of those mornings when neither of us got ready <laughs> we had it was our first day back to work this was like maybe a half maybe an hour after I had gotten my <laughs> cavities filled so like my head was kind of throbbing and my mouth was kind of numb and I was like you know what I need a really strong coffee that means aka not home coffee Mm -hmm. so we go to the coffee shop Taryn's in the passenger seat and whoever's in the passenger seat usually gets out to get the coffee I park the car we're right next to the curb across from the coffee shop continue so people are walking around enjoying their day. I took one step out. And then when I went to put my other foot, so like my momentum was already like going out yeah, of the car, was, right? Was, inertia was taking you it forward. Was, I was going. Um, my foot hooks into my purse strap <laughs> and takes my leg out. So I go flying and I like kind of like screamed like one of those like, ah, you know, and then my glasses fly off my face. My purse like follows from behind me, slams on the floor, my chapstick's rolling down the gutter and I'm just laying like on the curb basically. And me and Ashley are like laughing so hard. It's like silent. I didn't even, 
it was one of those like <laughs> I didn't even ask if you were okay. I, I just immediately broke into laughter. It was, it so, was so good. And I just laid there going, Oh God. Oh God. And then <laughs> she laid there for a while. I laid there a while. And then I got up and I took like two steps and I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I like ripped a ligament in my knee and I was like limping all day. It was so painful, but I also was like, Oh, oh shoot. It was that's just your life. so funny. I was sitting in the driver's seat and looking forward, minding my own business. Cause I was like, <laughs> she's going to be out and come back. And all I see out of my peripheral vision is this, like she was wearing like a dark sweatsuit, this like dark blob, just fall. <laughs> like I just, I see it disappear. Go, it's standing up and then it just falls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so good. Anyways. That's my life. Also, of course, the people walking around the coffee shop are like beautiful LA people that are already like fully put together. And I'm like, how? How? They don't. And they didn't. Nobody asked, no one said are anything. you okay? Or laughed along with me, which yeah. is the worst. And there the were worst. plenty of people that saw her fall and no one said, oh my God, are you okay? I understand COVID. You don't want to be touching people, but it's like, are you okay? Would like, have I'm met, on the would floor. Would have gone a long way. You know? The only person who looked at me in the eyes was the homeless, <laughs> homeless man. <guy. laughs> <laughs> he looked at her and then like, he just kept and then he just going walked. about his yeah. business. It was so funny. That's my life. Y'all Anyways. welcome. <sighs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Anywho, let's get into the episode. Let's I do it. shall go first. Please. Okay. Um, this is titled Hurtful Comments, a Love Language? Question mark. Oof. Even though I feel like my inflection, inflectuation, and inf- insinuated that it was a question. Yeah. Gosh, well I done. sometimes I'm like, sometimes words I want to be come like, guys, I graduated college. I swear. Yeah. So like this whole episode, I, I whipped out inertia. Surprised I remembered what that was. I just said insinuated so casually where I was like, oh, that's right. That's, I used that correctly. Good job, Ashley. Like every once in a while, I'm yeah. really proud of One time how I speak. I was judging a spelling bee for third graders. I just like volunteered and, um, 
this cute little kid came up and spelled potato and I thought he was so cute. So I like clapped and then the judge, like the other judge was like, I'm so sorry. And then that's when I realized that I didn't know how to spell potato. <laughs> potato. And I was, I was judging. So I was like, that's embarrassing. Anyway, so let's, let's continue. I wouldn't, I couldn't judge a spelling bee. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't be allowed. At least you have like the list in front of you, you know? Spell for anything. Anyways. Hi, Taryn and Ash. Let hey. me start saying that your podcast is the reason why I love Mondays. I love to hear everything you have to say. And I actually found myself relating to a bunch of stories. My name is now this could be Andrea, 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 Mm. but we're going to say Andrea. Or if you're like the, all the Andreas I know, you go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure she, that's like, I just answer to anything that starts with a I knew a, a girl team. whose family called her Andrea, but at work, everyone called her Andrea. Andrea. That's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just getting, whatever comes out is going <laughs> to be it. I'm a type two Enneagram. Hey, hey girl. I want to clarify that I'm seeing a psychologist. She's helped me a lot through everything, but this has been a long process. I'm still working on it. Throughout the 23 years of my life, I've struggled with my weight. Since I was in elementary, kids would call me fat in many different ways. My dad took me to a nutritionist for the first time when I was 10. I grew up hearing him restricting food portions to my mom and hearing her complaining about her hips, her big belly, and all the things that I saw beautiful about her. Mm. At 15, I decided that I was going to lose weight to gain confidence, so I did. I lost exactly the amount I needed to and felt amazing until my dad started to give me compliments like, you look great skinny. Look, I see no belly. You look beautiful and things like that. Things that made me feel somehow insecure about myself like, oh, because I'm skinny, I'm beautiful. So I wasn't beautiful before. Mind you, my dad never used to give me compliments when I was overweight. Life happened and I figured out I'm a stress eater. Girl, same. Mm. I'm currently overweight and feel totally disgusted with myself. I'm trying to learn to love me for who I am and change my habits to a healthier life. But here comes my biggest issue. And you guessed it, my dad. He has been saying hurtful comments about my weight. Last weekend, he sat my sister and I for a talk and how he wanted us to lose weight for us to feel pretty. My sister actually cried after the talk and I was furious. He even called my 12-year-old brother fat. I think this is relevant for the story. I'm in a new relationship with my best friend from high school. He is so loving and caring. He's a nutrition student, but he has never, ever said something about my weight. Back to my dad. Last week, he told me, honey, you have to lose weight. Your boyfriend is way more athletic than you. He's in shape, and it would be a shame for you to stay like this. Ew. I couldn't believe it. To be honest, I never view my relationship as this mold I had to fit in. I never used to compare our lifestyles, and now I'm finding myself even avoiding the reflection in the windows when I'm with him because I realize I'm way heavier than him, and now it makes me uncomfortable. My boyfriend does nothing but tell me I'm beautiful and he loves everything about me. I know I'm much more than a number and I want to feel good in my own skin. So why does my dad's comments bother me this much? Talking to him is not an option. He is the type of person that has to have the reason Oh, it has to have the reason and everything like he's in control. I've tried to talk to my mom about it, but all she says is that my dad is trying to help and that it is his own way of loving us and caring for us. 
I don't really understand what I need help with, but I'm sure I needed to tell it to you because you always know what to say. Lots of love from me to you. Love, Andrea or Andrea. Ugh. I, Andrea. <laughs> I'm going to have to control my volume We're floored. and anger. We're pissed. Because I am just so disgusted Mm-mm. with everything everything about this yeah and this hits so many things that we've talked about yeah um I just want to say a couple things one I'm so glad you're seeing a psychologist mm-hmm. and I think that I mean obviously I don't know what your rapport is with her or him yet or what you've worked on but I think like boundaries focusing on boundaries is going to be a huge 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 thing to form those things on what what exactly do I say in these scenarios at what point do I need to just like walk away what kind of space I need stuff like that two I just it it kills me and we've talked about this before as kids when you hear someone you look up to talking about their body it is so detrimental and I think all of us need to remember this when we have kids someday like if we're going around the house being like babe do I look fat or does this Mm -hmm. make me look fat or like oh I have nothing to wear I'm so fat kids pick up on that and they don't understand that because they see you as perfection because you're their mom or dad. So it literally starts from a young age that some of us have had just these things said to us, these types of bodies that just set us up for a lifetime of people saying comments that are just unfair and they leave marks, you know? So, oh, I just, there's so much I want to say, but is something sticking out to you first? Let's freaking, let's just pop off for a second. Ping pong. I think it's really difficult when dealing with adults and you not being an adult. I think that unfortunately puts you in very, um, it, it makes it very uncomfortable and the lines get blurred because you're the quote child and you're they're the quote adult. Um, but I think in situations like this, and maybe you need to hear this from, us and someone else, but what he's doing is wrong. It's, yeah. it's not okay. It is poor parenting. It's not loving and it's not acceptable. Um, and he needs to be told that, um, maybe by you, maybe you tell your mom, maybe you and your sister sit down and have a conversation and like, give it to him, you know, yeah. and just let him know that you love him and you want to respect him, but you can't because he's being a bad dad. Like yeah. that's not okay. And I think it's good that you get that through your head because what he's doing is not okay. And I think it's easy to be like, oh, it's dad. He's just trying to be loving and he's just wanting to, you know, the best for me. And he's wanting me to have the best that I, the best life that I possibly can. But it's like, no, that's a bunch of lies. What he's doing and what he's saying is wrong. Well, and obviously like, I mean, this is, and again, I want to be so transparent. It is not right the way he is treating you and the things he's saying. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, and I've shared before, like the whole, that quote of like, people would do better if they could, yeah. because every time people are saying ugly things, acting in inappropriate ways, it's because they're lacking something in that moment. Mm-hmm. So he probably has something in his childhood or some, some mentality that was formed that he sees the need to step in, in those ways, or that uh-huh. he values what he, again, what his definition Mm -hmm. of beautiful is, which is 
a piece of dog poop. Like that's not, that is not accurate. Mm -hmm. And we are fighting so hard in this podcast and just in life to Mm -hmm. redefine that because Mm -hmm. every body is beautiful. We say that all the time and every person is their own version of perfection. There is not a cookie cutter way. If that was true, we would all be saying we would all be born the exact same and then our choices would make us different. But we are all born with different weights, different hair colors, different skin types. Like there is not a one version of beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sick of society and damaged people Mm -hmm. creating this like mentality. Like it's, it's just disgusting. And so I, I just want to say, like, I'm so glad that you're finding a way to love yourself because I think that's the most important thing. Um, But I feel like you really have two options right now, and that's either to find a way to become numb to what he has to say and acknowledge that it is pure crap, Mm -hmm. or you've got to make a really strong line that is like, we will not talk about this anymore. And I get, I get it. I've had people in my life where I'm like, I can't have a productive conversation with you, but it needs to be something like not in the middle of a conversation, but something where you either write it or say it and just say, Hey, I know that you love me and I know that you think you're helping me, Mm -hmm. but every comment you make about my weight does damage in a way that you will never understand. So from this point on, I do not want to talk about my weight with you again. Mm -hmm. If you have something to say, you can write it down and give it to me and maybe I'll take it or not, but I'm not talking to you about it. And I would even use your therapist and be like, this is something we've talked about in therapy and I have to follow. So Mm -hmm. if he's not, yeah, if he's not respecting just you saying it, then I would even use that. Mm -hmm. And if not, the second a conversation starts, I would just be like, I I know that you think you're caring about me, but I can't talk about this. And I would remove yourself from the conversation. Um, you know, being your father is like an absolute honor and a privilege. Um, and he gets to like be a part of your life and guide you and help shape you. Um, but in my personal opinion, I think he lost that right to have an opinion for the foreseeable future. Um, at least in this specific topic, um, so I, I, I mean, it's not, it's nothing you can do now. Um, it, it does suck that you're younger, but, um, you know, one day you won't have to live with him and hear those comments every single day. Yeah. And that's something to look forward to. But what I would do now with your therapist is I would start working on building blocks in, um, protecting your heart and protecting, um, how you view yourself and how you love yourself. Um, and then, you know, just, I would, I mean, well, you know, just pray that your dad sees the light, but like he's, he, he clearly right now, I think has no right to be talking to you about weight in any way. No. And the thing is, and it's so hard because as someone who like, I've, I've struggled with weight my whole life too. Um, we just get so many mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Like we're told we need to be skinny, but then all of the celebrities that are like put on a pedestal have these big curves, but a lot of them are like say they're all fake. <laughs> fake. So it's like, we have all these unrealistic things. And then we're told that, you know, every brand is body positive, but we go in the store and still their biggest sizes don't fit. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're getting all these mixed messages from everyone. So there has to come, 
a place where you do find just acceptance and love within yourself. And then you take steps to like, to put that into practice. Right. So, so for me, like I'm not okay with the weight I've gained recently because I've gained that weight out of an unhealthy place. Like Mm. I personally have been binge eating because I've been like borderline depressed for, for like a month now. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm not loving my curves. I'm, I don't want to create a place in my life where I'm letting unhealthy habits continue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so my, my goal for eating healthier and working out recently is because I'm like, no, I need to take care of myself because I'm worth it and not like just give in to these things mm-hmm. because I'm sad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's, it's, you need to sit down with your own yourself, find your, what you find acceptable, what you find healthy and love yourself every step of the way. And then the voices you need to put your like attention on are people who are, who matter and Mm -hmm. who like are encouraging you. Like your boyfriend sounds like such a good guy. And I love that. And there is no like, Oh, I can only date someone who's my same physique. Like freak that. You know what I mean? That whole nines, date nines, tens, date tens. Yeah, no, that's so stupid. And who cares if people are walking like, Oh, he's this. And she's that like, who cares? Nobody matters except you and the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a lot of focus shifting to do in your life. And I think you have a lot of love that needs to start being poured into yourself Mm -hmm. because that sentence you said that you're disgusted with yourself, like, girl, I feel that I've been there, but it's something that like I've started, I don't know if this is TMI. I've started doing this thing. Like when I get out of the shower, I stand in front of my mirror and I just stare at my body and I just say things to myself. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate that you get me throughout my day. I appreciate that you're healthy. I appreciate that, you know, like you tell your own story and you're beautiful. And I, you know, I love every inch of you. And it's something I'm trying to do because I don't want it to be like, I only love myself when I'm starting to like Mm -hmm. see a difference. Like Mm -hmm. I want to love myself exactly where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a lot of focus shifting to do. Um, And I would definitely tell your therapist, like we got to create some concrete boundaries that I can start to put in place. Yeah. And maybe even bring your sister and mom in on it too. Once you're in a good place, because it sounds like, I feel like if you guys had a really open and raw conversation, you guys are all feeling the same thing from your father. So maybe once you get a good program and system going on for you, maybe even, maybe then you'll be able to like reach out and bring your sister and mom in with you too, because that sounds like a very toxic household specifically with that topic. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, babe. Yeah. You got this girl. I mean, I don't, I don't need to see a photo of you. I don't need to know what you look like, but you're gorgeous and you gotta, you gotta walk in that. You gotta, you gotta accept yourself for who you are and then let the world like just take control, you know? In the words of the help, you is kind, you is smart, Smart. you is important. important everything else every other adjective that's good mm-hmm. you are <laughs> that and is you got you. this we all got this uh.
Okay, moving on to my story. This one is titled, Always Living in the Shadow of My Best Friend. Mm. And she put, in the very top, not anonymous. Love that. My girl. Dear Ashley and Taryn, a.k.a. my hair, my fellow Harry Potter stands. Yeah. Hello. Uh, my name is Olivia, and I just wanted to quickly compliment you both on how much your podcast has positively impacted my life. It truly makes my day better. Thank you both for providing great advice and hilarious humor. I love you guys so much. Oh, love you. <laughs> Olivia. Also Gryffindor for life. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like many people will relate to my story slash issue. I said issue? Issue. The issue. So I wanted to share it. Let's begin. I'm currently a junior in high school and I've known my best friend since kindergarten. Let's call her Emma. We are still close to this day and we have a great bond. However, over the past few years, I've noticed myself comparing myself to her more and more. I know it's natural to compare yourself to others, but it's gotten to a point where my confidence and self-esteem are so low that I barely have any. For instance, because I am her best friend, guys from our school always come to me and ask for my help when they are interested in Emma. They always talk about how pretty she is to me, which she is. But it feels like I'm constantly being reminded that I'm not considered the pretty friend. I can't help but inevitably feel jealous because no one from our school ever shows any interest in me. I know I should not need validation from others to feel confident, but it's easier said than done. It makes me feel so insecure about myself because I know I will never look like Emma. It's not just appearance that I compare myself to her with. I compare our humor, talents, and basically everything you could possibly think of. I never feel successful enough or up to par with her accomplishments. I, all caps, always feel like I'm living in her shadow. The only thing that I'm better at than her is academic related. She puts in parentheses, I'm a Ravenclaw, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I thrive off of getting better grades than her, which I am ashamed to say. Not because I don't want her to succeed too. It's just the only thing that makes me feel worthy. And I don't want that to be taken away too. This issue started in middle school and it's progressively gotten worse as we've gotten older, especially because social media has become such a prominent component in our daily lives. I can't even look at pictures of us together without wanting to cry at how ugly and inferior I feel. The worst part is, is that none of this is her fault. It's all in my head. It's not like she purposefully is trying to make me feel inferior. Therefore, it's irrational to show resentment towards her. I can't blame anyone but myself. Emma doesn't even know I feel this way because I still show her endless support. I keep all of these negative thoughts locked in my mind. I think it would be futile to tell her because she can't change the way I feel about myself. I love being friends with her. Regardless, I won't let my negative feelings about myself ruin our friendship. I'm just so sick of being self-conscious 24-7. I would really appreciate some advice on how to deal with this internal conflict in a healthier way. I don't want to be her, quote, shadow anymore. Thank you so much. And then she included a dad joke to lighten the mood. She said, love that. Uh, why did the protons vote for Harry Potter to be president? I don't, I because don't. they didn't want to re-elect Ron. <laughs> Real electron. I get it. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> Have an amazing day. P.S. What's your guys' favorite Harry Potter character from your house? I'm a Ravenclaw, so I would choose Luna. Love good as my favorite from that house. Love Olivia, your fellow Potterhead. <laughs> uh, love that. Cute. Honestly, oh. I love Ron. I love Harry. I was going to say Ron, Ron, Ron all the way. 
Neville. All solid. Yeah. All I, got, solid. I got a good, I got a good team. <laughs> um, oof. There, uh, there's so many things I want to say. I, I, I really think you're extremely mature in how you're handling this and like your outlook on this whole thing. The fact that you haven't said anything or done anything towards her goes to show like how mature you are. You're able to like separate your feelings from her. I think uh, you already said it. I think comparison is one of the most natural and normal things, um, that affect us in our day-to-day lives. Um, but I do think you're being way too hard on yourself. Um, I think high school is one of those periods in life. Oh my God. Especially, did she say how old she was? She said she was a junior. That's what? 16, Mm -hmm. 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw myself in here for a second. I looked like a boy at that age. (sighs) I had no eyebrows, none. I don't know why they were so blonde. Like my hair had gotten darker, but my eyebrows hadn't yet. So they were just like blonde. Um, I had never had a boyfriend and I didn't have a boyfriend all through high school. Um, I definitely wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself a pretty girl. There were lots of pretty girls, but I had acne and I was in drumline and I did not know how to do my makeup and I didn't have cute outfits. So I was constantly rotating between like the seven outfits that I had, you know? Yeah. And I feel like high school would have been horrendous for me if social media was involved. Yeah. I am so thankful to say that a girl is 31 and high school did not have socials. Um, so I can't even imagine what you're going through with socials on top of that. But I think it needs to be said that it's high school is a time in your life when you're supposed to be awkward and you're not supposed to know what, what you're doing and, and you're growing into your beauty. I don't think I felt confident until Yesterday. Yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) We did not plan that. That was great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, honestly, everyone say it with me. Comparison is Mm. the devil. Mm -hmm. Comparison is the quickest way to an unhappy life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you got to cut that. You got to cut that off off at the knees. Like you should not be comparing yourself because the fact is you're different people. And like we just talked about, you will never measure up to being someone else because you can't be. So I think right now it sounds like you're very fixated on that. So it makes sense why every day is full of like constant moments because Mm -hmm that's what you're focusing on. So again, like uh, we, we as humans, like our, our mental capacity has so much potential if we put focus and energy on it. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that happens like overnight. We've talked about it before. It's almost, there's like a, I'm going to get it wrong. But when, when you're trying to change a behavior, it starts with like, first it's, um, action then it's like talk, then it's thoughts, then it's like it sticks or it's something like that. But it, it starts with like first like taking a step. So if I'm, if I'm saying like, um, I'm comparing myself to my friend and so I'm not, I'm not happy and I'm just sitting there sad, whatever. So first I would like fake it to you till you make it mm-hmm, type thing. Mm-hmm. Then, we all do it. Yeah. Like I would force myself to go smile and start conversations. Mm-hmm. Then I would start to really work on my self-talk. So every time I start to think something negative about myself, I really quickly say three positive things about myself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? It's like a process. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes like we wake up and we're like, I'm going to have a good day. And then we're met with, 
like something that opposes that goal and we quit. You know what I mean? But it's, it's such a process. And I think that right now you're putting so much energy into trying to be something that you can't because you aren't her instead of putting that energy into figuring out who you are as a beautiful, unique individual, Mm -hmm. and then taking steps to like, to work on that process. Yeah. And bottom line everyone's tastes are different. Me and Ash, literally Ashley will be like, Oh, that guy's so cute. And I'll look and I'll be like, really? Like not my type and and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And there's probably guys that I'll be like, Oh, like if I've ever gotten a moment and we, I'm sure we both have like where we're like, Oh, like, Ash looks so cute today and I look like a bum. Of course, that cute guy is going to like want to like look at her, not me, because I look like a potato. And there's guys that probably look at Ash and are like, not my, like not my type, Mm -hmm. but might be attracted to me and vice versa. So if you, that's what I'm saying is you're fixating on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. You need to be like, what are things that I love about myself? Like my style, like I want my style to be my own. I'm going to stop trying to dress like her. I want my hair to be my own. I'm going to stop comparing it to hers and focus on that. And if academics is something you find, um, just like success and excitement in Mm -hmm. then do that because that makes you happy. Not because it's something she doesn't have. Yeah. Like your mentality needs to line up for I'm doing this because it makes me happy. Not because I'm trying to win this race that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, when I was your age, middle school through high school, I had a best friend and we even looked alike and everything about us. I compared myself to her and I know she compared herself to me too, but um, I think because she was older, I think I held her on like a pedestal and put her as like this perfect person. And I'm not even going to like pretend my entire life ended up revolving around her and that I do not want that for you in any way. So the, the one thing I would say, I completely agree with Taryn. You got to start actively fighting those thoughts. Otherwise she will become the center of your universe. And then what are you going to do when she's gone? You know, like that's, that's a scary place to be. You need to start taking care of yourself so that if and when that ever happens, you're okay. And then once that happens, you'll be able to take charge of your own life and then make your own decisions for yourself that don't involve her in any way. And that's the ultimate goal because then you'll be able to live your life for yourself. And then if she wants to stick around, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Fully. I remember like I was always a part of like the popular girls group because like I grew up with them. They were my friends, but I never fully fit in. Mm -hmm. And I felt just like, just stifled by like trying to be them when I knew I wasn't like, I didn't want to talk about fashion and whatever. Like I wanted to go like play pretend or like put on plays. You know what I mean? Like I (laughs) was like, um, I had a hard time and it wasn't until I broke away from that, that I was like, Oh, like humor is something I love. And, and my ability to just relate to anybody and to care about people is something I love. And, and once I started to give myself space to become my own person, then like, there's a lot of those girls who then were like coming to me of like, wait, we want you around. Like, because I found who I was. So I think you just need to step outside of that shadow that honey you're putting up, like you are in control of this scenario back. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing to you. I'm saying that as like, that should pump you up of Mm -hmm. like, I'm in control of this. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to rip away this false shadow I'm living under and I'm going to pursue loving and honoring who I am until I'm able to like 
shine for who I am, like not anybody else, you know? Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Get it, girl. Anyways, we love you. Um, I'm excited for you. I think this is going to be a great... My turning point was my junior year in high school. I was going to say, mine was... Uh, I think mine was my senior. Yeah. Literally, to I started honest. hanging out with people who are into music and who didn't know me before. So I got to literally just be me. And yeah. my whole entire... I changed drastically. Yeah. I love that. I'm not... Yeah. I'm pumped for you. I'm pumped for you. Olivia, you got this. I'm pumped for you. Also, if you ever want to update us on this. Yeah, would love. Please. Would love. Very interested in that. Um, Okay, I got a two-part dad joke. Get out of here. (laughs) I'm so excited. With her fancy dad book book joke. What'd you just say? With her fancy dad book. Dad joke book. (laughs) I don't know what you said. Dang it. Okay, Okay, ready? Yes. What do you call a cow with two legs? (laughs) Two legs. (laughs) Lean beef. <laughs> if a cow has no legs, <laughs> ground beef. <Dang> it. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. Guys, love- thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you yes. want more of Taryn and I, we have socials. Follow us there. Um, UA has its own social. Follow us there. If you haven't watched us on YouTube yet, what you doing? Uh, get on YouTube. Follow us there. Yeah. And um, yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Have a good day. You got this. Bye. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.